Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. And welcome to another episode of The Club. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we have a creepy story. But before we get into that, uh, have any of y'all seen the trailer for The Craft, the remake? Is it a remake or is it a new, is it attached? The, it's The Craft Legacy? I don't know, but is that part of the name? Because I see it it's sometimes legacy, without Legacy. Yes, or... it, it, I believe it is Legacy. But, uh, so I saw it's it, it's supposedly a sequel, but I feel like watching the trailer, it is literally the same movie again. Yes. And that's very unfortunate and so sad because the original was such a cult classic. Yeah. And I, if it, if, if it was going to be a sequel, like... Maybe not pick up where they left off, but pick up to where it bridges the first one. And I think this one, even though there's a scene or a clip of her opening the book and there's a picture um, that bridges that, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's all it might be. Um, But the trailer looks exactly like a remake of the original and based on what i saw in the trailer it looks i mean it it looks blah it looks boring it looks like i would not enjoy watching it looks like i would play it in the background (laughs) while i did something why i cleaned or did something else it looks Um, like well to me because like the the original right like it has the the characters themselves have they bring something to the movie, right? Right. And, and I don't know, like, obviously, maybe the trailer doesn't want to show you everything. Yes. But I, so I'm hoping maybe there's like a twist or something that makes it like Better not like a remake, but some, you know, some continuation, but its own thing. Yeah. But I just didn't see anything from the cast. Like, they don't look like they're going to like draw you in, like, oh, that's a right. crazy character. You know yeah. What I mean? There's nothing that stands out on the character based on the trailer and if you wanted to bring in people that saw the original saw the first one yeah if you if you here's a here's a rule to the sequels the sequel should always be a step up from the original yeah the sequel should always be better the sequel should always have an amazing twist uh, and it, it should just be, as far as the trailer, drawing you in, not boring you out. Because well, some things, I'm like, do some things need to just not be sequels? I feel like some things not... Just, like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Right. There's definitely, this in certain cases, this may be one of them. This may be a flop. I feel like, I saw the trailer, nothing brought me from if i you know fan of the original nothing brought me for this i think one. people will see it though because it's nostalgia will, you yes. know what i mean and because they're like oh maybe it doesn't suck yeah but i don't but, think it's gonna be great i don't I don't think people will go see it it's just not gonna be 
like Amazing. a must see. It's, yeah. it's not going to be a must see, um, which is very unfortunate. Uh, it, it, it's just not going to bring that element of surprise. I feel like um, you know, uh, I know there's a lot of other movies that kind of did that. They tried to do that. Uh, and there's tons of other movies that were very successful in creeping you out. Movies like Scream, Halloween, you know, classics, Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of creepy, we have the twins, the silent twins. And I'm yes. not talking about the elevator twins, the uh, <laughs> the creepy twins from The Shining. No, I'm talking about June and Jennifer Gibson or Gibson, Gibbons. Gibbons. <laughs> um, and they were identical twins. It's very strange. And you brought me to this case, mm-hmm. um, Pandora. And you suggested this and... You know, reading some of the things that they said, that they talked about, the way they, the way that they were, the whole character—it's just very strange and creepy shit. Like the, it, it was just very disturbing in so many ways, um, especially the way they talked and wrote about each other, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll get to here in a moment. Um, but you know, they were a set of twins. Um, they were from Barbados originally, right? Yeah, and they moved to uh, what was it, the UK? And I guess the uh, the father worked as a technician with the Royal Air Force. And so, you know, uh, you know, growing up, I think what was it, the in the uh, mid late 60s, you know, they were born in 1963. And this area where it's, you know, there's still, you know, at the time, there's still racism going on. Mm-hmm. And so the twins growing up. It was up, kind of a quiet area and predominantly white. So right. they really stuck out. They stuck out because they were the only black kids in the class and maybe in the school. Because they do make a note of that. There is a documentary about them. Mm-hmm. Um, don't recommend it. It's kind of boring. It's about 50-something minutes long. Asleep. Yes. And it, it is a snore. But there are some other YouTube... Um, the BBC one. The don't B- watch don't, it. Yeah, boring it's, as fuck. But we'll, we'll, we'll post something that's, you know, uh, more, you know, better. Uh, uh, so, you <laughs> the know... Story's the story is interesting. The story is very yeah. interesting. Pandora, tell me some of the weird things uh, or jump into, you know, the childhood of these twins. How did they get to be this fucking weird and creepy? So, I mean, obviously, the like you said, they're from Barbados. They moved to the UK. It was like a quiet little, uh, was it Haver, Haversford West, something like that, in mm-hmm. Wales? Yeah. So, I think at this point, they were still like elementary school age. And, you know, aside from being the only black kids in school... They were also silent. Right. Um, so the, it's not like they were mute. I think they said they were like an elective mute. Right. So they could make sounds. Mm-hmm. Right. But for whatever reason, like, I guess they had like a speech impediment. They had some speech issues. Right. So they were late to make any sort of sounds. Right. But um, and they had this sort of weird thing where they just wouldn't talk to people. And it started right. off getting worse in the school. Right. Because mm-hmm. they were getting bullied um, because they were you know the only black kids and right. because they didn't talk yeah so. but the family also they spoke uh what they what is referred to as a sped up uh banjan creole mm-hmm. so it's a hard to under they like, have a thick up. accent yeah it's a very thick accent it's kind of again sped up 
So it's a very southern, you know, Creole. If you're familiar with that, and you're from Louisiana and that area, um, you know, it's very interesting uh, to listen to that type of language. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that's pretty cool. Like they, it's a different language and it's a different way of speaking. Um, and I think that also right, had, you would have that, to, you have to like train your ear to catch all the, right, the way they speak, the way they speak cause... and at the speed level they speak. But it's very interesting. I think that also maybe added something to their separation from everyone else as well. Because right. There was so also I, it that. was kind of like they were. It's gonna sound like weird, but they were alone together, right? right? So they're twins. They obviously have a very close bond. They were born like ten minutes apart. So mm-hmm. right. Um, and then they're you know in this scenario where they're you know kind of the only only black kids in the area mm-hmm. and they only talked to each other. I think they only felt comfortable with each other. Um, but they had kind of like their own language. Like they yeah. they would, you know, communicate with each other. Some people said it sounded like, like a bird noise or like somebody even thought that it was like an African click language. Yes. So they must've been making some strange sounds that mm-hmm. weren't just like, you know, Oh, that's a funny accent. Right. Um, so they became more and more to themselves uh, probably because of the bullying, right? Because I know they mentioned that it was so bad they had to let them out of school like five minutes early just right. to like bypass all the bullying. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like where it started. Um, but they were doing things like they would do everything um, like synchronized almost, right? So like they would walk around together really slowly, very like um, kind of in unison, even when they would eat. Like there's video of them eating. Oh, yeah, very creepy. Uh, like one would lift their spoon and the other one. It was just, and, I don't know. One will go up, one will go down. Yeah. And, and then it would just be this like almost mechanical-like yeah. movement. Like very robotic strange. or like zombie-like. Yes. Very, very like and slow. Yeah, and, and it was very interesting to watch the video clips of them interacting because even the way they fucking moved and walked and it was just seemed very uh, like robotic. Like there's nothing... Uh, and this sounds this is gonna sound like mm-hmm. you know off but um almost like a soulless machine yes it was very weird and creepy to see like yes this is like, and i think it's important to note too that they, they didn't have like learning disabilities per se like right. they were considered to be above average intelligence i'm not saying right. they were geniuses but they were you know there wasn't like anything else holding them right back. just the, the non-speaking no, thing there was no to lay it off it, it, it's they didn't have something in severely mental mm-hmm. in that tip of uh, a state where you can say oh they have this disability issue no they right. chose together to be like this right but it's very interesting to watch because there's zero communication between them as you're watching them and somehow they're able to synchronize their movements so well mm-hmm. that it is very eerie to see because they're there's zero eye contact sometimes yeah and they're making this like weird movement that either a mirrors each other or b is uh, like very 
or like opposes it but in the right. same way like you said like one lifts your spoon the other one puts it down yes and then they switch off but it's like, off. And it's like and it becomes this mechanical machine of like one goes up one goes down one goes up one goes down <laughs> and it's just very weird to watch um but i mean you there's other examples of some of the weird stuff that they did but what ends up happening to them so i mean this goes on for some time obviously like i said they weren't like special needs and that they you know had a learning issue but they were obviously a bit too much for like just a regular school to handle right Right. so at some point the schools were like we we can't right like we we don't know what to do with them They, they won't talk to anybody but themselves they wouldn't respond to like anybody and so they sent them to um a boarding school, boarding school but yeah. they decided to separate them because they knew that they had this weird codependency right so they were like well maybe like if we separate them you know they'll start doing their own thing like maybe they just want to you know they, they kind of like put themselves in that situation right because one's mm-hmm. not going to talk so the other one's not going to do it so i think they just wanted to see what they do apart right well that didn't go well <laughs> like at all um they basically fell apart even more and um like to the point where they stopped functioning like before they would eat you know move around and stuff like that but they basically became catatonic right both of them yeah Uh, they didn't want to move um they wouldn't eat go to the restroom or get up sometimes um i know they mentioned like on one occasion like one of the girls just like sat on the edge of her bed crying Mm mm-hmm but for like hours and just wouldn't wipe her face. Yeah. So she just had like, you know, like your tears and boogers, like everything just like falling on her Dying face. Dying on her face, yeah. But wouldn't move. And so they were like, okay, this this is bad. Like we have to do something. So they eventually put them back together. Right. Right. Like yeah. they, they were like, this is, <laughs> this is not helping. Mm-hmm. So, but when they put them back together, they were still isolated, but at least they had each other. Right. Yeah. 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 And so like, they had recordings of them in their rooms, right? Like, uh, they would talk to each other, kind yeah. of. Like, I don't know if it's understandable. Uh, yeah, that was the other issue, is they can barely understand it. They had to, like, in some cases... But they would hide mics and stuff to right. see, like, what are they what saying? saying, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, they would do a lot of, like, playing with dolls, which kind of makes it creepier. Cause some of the dolls they had were creepy as hell. But they would do, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, role-playing with the dolls and, like, doing, like, little plays and stuff like that. Um, and then they started getting into literature. So they started to write. I read somewhere that they would write something like 3,000 words a day. That's crazy that they would write. That's dedicated Because it was, and... like, their way of expressing. And I think that's when they decided, right. well, we can't talk, so we're going to write. Right. And... You know, that's where you realize, okay, well, they're not, like, slow at all. Like, they can write. And they write very, like... Um, what's the word? Like, they have a good vocabulary. They write very, like, expressively. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they also wrote a lot of weird shit. A very dark stuff. Very dark, uh, violent stuff. Yeah. Um, the, their, titles, their, their titles of their book is very interesting. Uh, June wrote Pepsi Cola Addict. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer wrote the, what does that say? The po. Pugilist? She wrote Dis- three. Com- Discomia. Discomania. Discomania. Yeah. And The Taxi Driver's Son. And mm-hmm. several short stories. And plays and stuff like that. Yeah. So she... I mean, they were very good at expressing themselves in the literature format. 
but very they wrote some really dark weird shit right yeah for example like uh jennifer's discomania it was talking about like a like a local disco club or whatever where people dance and there's something in the atmosphere that makes them act violently so there's like people are just stabbing each other inside a club Mm -hmm. like what (laughs) so you know it it got kind of dark um but this was their their outlet right and i think they you could tell there was a period where they were both kind of like well you know we're just going to be the silent twins but we're going to be famous writers we're going to get published we're going to we're going to make something of ourselves, right? right? They even ordered like a creative writing course. And they basically, you know, I think that's what they had decided they were going to do with their lives. But then it kind of went nowhere, right? Like they didn't really make a splash with their writings. Like they did get some stuff, I think, put out there, but it wasn't like life changing, right? Yeah. And so from there, then they started to kind of be like, okay, well, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. And that's when they started to kind of get into like crime. Right. And getting in trouble, doing mischief. Which is weird. Um, they would get into fights with each other. So mm-hmm. they, I think they started to kind of turn on each other a little bit more at this time. Right. Like they were getting frustrated. So they would, you know, there's instances where they, I think they choked each other. Um, That's and crazy. they, so June was the younger sister. Jennifer was the older sister, right? So they're 10 minutes apart, like I said. And I think... Jennifer felt like the other sister was superior to her. Like, she was prettier, she was smarter. So she was very jealous of her. And June felt that was the case. So she would basically write about her, that she was scared of her, that she felt like she wanted to kill her. Uh Uh-huh. And so it gets kind of weird because it's like, there's a couple of quotes that she had. Like, I'm trying to find it here, but... Basically, she was alluding to the fact that, like, she was jealous. She wanted to kill her. There was something that was driving her mad, right? right. And it's almost like you still have to wonder, like, w- was it getting kind of sinister? Like, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it sounds like it is. It sounds like my sister wants to kill me. And then it's like there's this instances where she knows that she's felt this anger Maybe it was during the choking. I don't know. You know, there's... She knows She knows it. She feels it. She's her twin. Mm-hmm. She can... You know, there's that always that... Oh, twins can... They almost like know their thoughts. Right. You know, they they know a deeper what, bond than most siblings. Right. Exactly. And so I feel like her saying that, Hey, my sister wants to kill me. That's probably... Uh, that's probably true. It's very they're good chance. They're going through some weird stuff because I even found where that it mentions that they were doing a lot of like binging and purging. So they decided to like spend all their money on food at one point. Um, they would just eat until they couldn't anymore and then like purge. And then I don't know what it was about, but it was mm. like having control. Right. So I'm like, are, were they bulimic or was it just like this weird dysfunctional thing? Uh-huh. Um, but the so Jennifer wrote um, about June she should have died at birth Cain killed Abel no twins should forget that which that's referring to Cain and Abel from Cain the Bible Abel, right. which I don't know if they were twins or brothers but right. regardless, regardless crazy yeah. shit to write about your sister that is pretty weird and then June wrote I'm an enslavement to her this creature who is with me every hour of my living soul 
And then Jennifer wrote, uh, she can't be my real twin. My real twin was born the exact same time as me. Has my rising sign, my looks, my ways, my dreams, my ambitions. He or she will have my weaknesses, failures, and opinions. All this makes a twin no differences. I can't stand differences. So she was like hardcore, like we need to be the same. And I'm going to kill this bitch. That's kind of what it sounds like, right? Am I tripping or... It was like this, it sounds like a very obsessive thing of like they couldn't have um, any differences, even though like technically identical twins are never like even 100% identical, right? Like, right, right. Like they had slightly different personalities because I think uh, June was a little bit more able to express herself. And so one of them was taller and like that kind of stuff just like pissed Jennifer off. So... Anyway, long story short. Because Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer is the one who's like, you know, June has better looks. And June's like, Jennifer wants to kill me, right? That's how that is? Yep. And so I'm thinking, because well, based on what we know, what happens. Right. Right. Because something does happen. <laughs> uh, well, let's continue on. Um, the well, here's a, here's a nice quote <laughs> from June. Because they, they would write in their diaries, right? They wouldn't just write their short stories and plays. Like, they have, like, diaries they wrote. Right. Um, so June wrote on one of her entries, One of us is plotting to kill one of us. A thud on the head on a cool evening, dragging the lifeless body, digging a secret grave. I'm in a dangerous situation, a scheming, insidious plot. How will it end? And that's when she had said, I'm an enslavement to her, the creature who lounges in this cell, who is with me every hour of my living soul. So they both have entries like this where it's like they talk about the other one wanting to kill her or wanting to kill the other herself. Like, it, And they had instances where they did make attempts. Right, because they did fight. They did go into criminal mischief. They did do a lot of things that um, started... They started to like almost trip into that whole... Hey, I'm gonna be bad. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a rebel. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And it's kind of like they're at that. I feel like they're at that age where that does happen. They went rebellious, right? right. Like they hit puberty or whatever. But unlike most people, they literally just had each other because they have a very unique uh, situation going on. Because they're not also they're also not with other people their age. Mm-hmm. They're not with they're not socializing yeah. as well. Yeah. As a teenager you're like, okay, you're because starting to even, go out. Even have even when sim- when siblings are around the same age, whether it be whether it be twins or a year apart, it, it's during this time that they start to form their own groups and their own bonds with other people, with other p- kids their age. Right. And, and we all know like twins that. that, you know, I don't know if you had, like, there was twins when you went to school, but, you know, there was, like, a couple of different sets when I was right. growing up. And, like, you know, yeah, they're twins, but they were they always had, like, a different personality, either right. different interests. And they had their own group of friends. Yeah. You know, I, I knew twins who were into band. I knew twins that, you know, one was into band, one was in, into sports, one was into tech, one was into, like, you know, uh, cars and auto stuff. And they all had their different things that they would be interested. In. They also had their own group of friends, but that I mean that's not to say that they weren't very like you know very sibling like um, like in some houses. 
uh, households that they are able to have that bond. You know, no matter what they what they do, they still have that bond that they're, they're sibling or twins. Um, but you know, it, it's unfortunate that they didn't have the ability to form those bonds and friendships with others. And I think that at that point, it's very crucial to form that as a social individual but mm-hmm. because this it's they're presented here in a very unique situation they developed to criminal mischief i believe they what didn't they try to burn down the building or they burned down the building or something yes like yeah so they got into burning things i don't know why like what was the fascination with burning things right but you know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even gonna try to understand but yeah right. they they started to commit arson. I think they did a couple of different arsons along with other random little petty crimes here and there. Um, I think they started to kind of get into like maybe drugs and stuff like oh, that. It too. sounded like drugs, yeah. Because wasn't there another set of like siblings or twins that they were interested in? Or? They yeah, they started to hang out with these two boys, which I was like, I wonder what that was like because if they don't talk, how did that? How did that? But go? it sounds like somehow they started hanging out with these two guys who were also kind of like troublemakers. And they had done arson. So right. I don't know if it became like, a, oh, we want to be like them or we want, we want to, to do that you know, or... be with them. So we're going to do this. Right. Um, but they they did get into committing arson and they actually burned a building down to the ground. And one of the sisters, I forget who, but she actually wrote about it in her diary, like in great detail, like super elaborate, like mm-hmm. entry about it. So, of course, when they caught them, it was like, well, it's. Here's the right evidence. here in your diary. Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, so... Because she even writes about, like, oh, I wonder, like, when they'll catch me and stuff like that. Well, they It was 9 p.m. I had a gallon <laughs> of gasoline and some matches. I walked... Like, it was very detailed. It like was that. very detailed. It yeah. was like, okay, you burned the building. <laughs> so you did it. <laughs> <laughs> so we know it's you. So, I mean... It was me, June. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Basically. So, I mean... That happens, and once they get caught, it's like, okay, what are we going to do with these girls? Because they, you can't just, you know, give them a slap on the wrist. They're they're not the same kind of people you can just throw in jail, right? right? So, because that won't work. They don't talk. You can't separate them. Like, it's just a weird situation. So, they end up being admitted to Broadmoor Hospital which is a very high-security mental health hospital. And hmm. it was like, well, how long are they going to be there? And they said, indefinitely. Right. Indefinitely. Which is kind of crazy. Which the indefinitely was brought on because their previous case, right? Because they already had a history of this very odd behavior of not talking and doing this and doing that. And people saw it as... Oh, they're mental. They have issues. They right. there's something wrong like something. With them. What they did would have been, you know, a year to you know, handful of years for most people. Right. With this indefinite sentence that they had with the mental health hospital, it was kind of like, well, until we see improvement. Mm-hmm. But they, for whatever reason, they opted to talk. Couldn't bring themselves to talk. Right. And they ended up being there for 11 years. Which is which a long ass time. It's a very long time. And, um, you know, while there, I, I don't know if it really helped them. Like, yeah. they they got put on a lot of meds, right? So mm-hmm. I know they mentioned that it was kind of like slowing them down or putting them in this weird, like, state where they couldn't concentrate. Um, 
supposedly Jennifer developed something called tardive dyskinesia, which is like a neurological thing. She her movements were, got kind of jerky and weird, repetitive. Um, so you know it it took a toll on them and. Um, at some point, they had another uh, journalist, Marjorie Wallace, kind of started writing about them. So, right. I think she's one of the people that they spoke to. Actually spoke that to. That they actually spoke to, yeah. So, for whatever reason, they, they had a connection with her. Um, but they, they didn't do well in this hospital. Like, they... I think they were kept apart, like, or kept apart in different wings, right? Different right. words. Right, right. So... It was weird because they would say, like, nurses would look at them and they would find them in the same positions even though they were, like, not together. Yeah, there was, like, no way for them to... It was almost like they were still doing the same things. Yeah. So the nurses were finding them in these weird positions. Um, and it was weird because they're separated. There's no way to, for them to communicate. So how are they doing this in unison? Yeah. And it was even weirder. So, like, some of the behavior they would do, like, what they're eating, right? I mentioned they had weird eating habits. Right. They would switch off so there would be like one day where one of them would just continuously eat huh. the other one would starve the next day it would be the other one stuffing her face the other one would be starving that's so bizarre yeah to do like what like who does that and like, I, how it, do they know and at this point they're in their teens right they're in their late teens going into their 20s probably yeah, because they got put in there like, what, 18, 19 years old? They were pretty young. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they stayed there, like I said, for 11 years. And then at some point, uh, they, you know, were able to say, okay, well, you're, you're showing some improvement, right? Like, right. We think, like, they're not ready to be released, but they can maybe be taken to, like, a lower security. A lower clinic yeah. or hospital kind of a thing. Yeah, so it right. was supposed to be, like, a transition to, like, uh, you know, a, a step towards, like, maybe release or more normal life. But then that kind of culminated. Um, at that point, they were supposed to be transported over there. To Caswell, right? Caswell Clinic. I think it was the name of the... Uh, uh, Caswell Clinic, yeah, right. in, in Bridgen Wells. Uh, right. So this is where it gets... Well, it's the whole thing has been weird, but like this is where it gets weird because a lot of times when these two girls had communicated, they had said that if one of them ever died, the mm. other one had to start talking and to live her normal life. Right. So it, was it, was like, a, it was like an a pact that they yeah, had. Yeah, it was right? a pact. Right. So at some point, I think they decided something. Yes. Mm, psychologically, they decided. I mean, as as together, obviously, they decided something. And psychologically, they decided something. But what ends up happening in Trenton as they're being transferred to this Caswell Clinic? So... What, 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 take, what takes this weird and bizarre turn? Because I feel like this is so weird. It is The weird. way that it's said and the way it happens. So, basically, um, when they're trying to be transferred over there... Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer actually passes away. She just dies. She just dies. They're 31 right. at this point. Um, they were being transferred, and all of a sudden, they just couldn't wake Jennifer up. She was taken to the hospital, and it turned out she, she had acute 
myocarditis, which is like inflammation, inflammation of the heart. Of the like heart, her heart right. just gave out. But they didn't find anything like drugs or poison in her body. She didn't really like have a condition regarding this. But, um... Which is very bizarre because she... That day, right, mm-hmm. they checked after she passes. They checked to see if there's any evidence of any drugs, any poisoning, uh, anything in her system. Her death is and will remain a mystery because what ends up happening is, like, June says that Jennifer had been acting strangely about the day uh, on the day of their transit. Her speech had been slurring. And she had said that she was, uh, that she herself said that she was dying. Yeah. Which is like, what? She told uh, Marjorie Wallace, the journalist who had covered their story, that, you know, she was like, I think I'm going to have to die. But very like, not like, hey, I'm not feeling good. It was more like a decision. And so, I mean, we don't know if it was suicide or what, but like, how, how would you accomplish that end result? Right. How, like, uh, how would that occur? And what's weird, you know, what's even more, more weird is what Wallace said, what June had commented was that it, it was in a strange mood. She said, I am free at last, liberated, and at last Jennifer has given up her life for me. Right. Like, what? And, like, when did they decide this? They weren't even really kept together. Exactly. So, it's just, it's very bizarre. So, I mean, she did pass, you know, whatever the reason was, she did pass. And what ends up happening to June, she actually starts talking. Mm -hmm. And she starts living a normal life. I mean, she starts to live, like, if nothing, you know what I mean? Right. Like, her speech is weird, but it's almost like she's able to function and just have a normal life. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some issues there. Um, You know, the the way that they live, the way they were treated. And I think for, uh, for the family themselves watching this occur... It was very strange that you, with whether it be in the documentary or, or other articles, they really don't mention the family really interfering a whole lot either, which to me sounds kind of weird and strange. But it, it's after the fact that everything happened is that the family comes out and says, oh, we were, we were deeply troubled by the girls' incarceration, and they started to blame Broadmoor for the death of Jennifer and they wanted to file a lawsuit against Mm -hmm. them and obviously that wouldn't bring back Jennifer but I think it's very strange that after all these years you want to now like say something not 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 to say that they don't have the right to it's just very weird that in the documentary or any other documents or interviews there it's not mentioned about their parents, yeah, coming to visit, coming to talk to, talking to the doctors. What are the doctors saying? You know, there's, you know, maybe like it's something that was years, neglected. It might become like you know somebody who's in jail. You kind of right. like go once in a while, and it just kind of becomes and like back it becomes your mind. this distant memory mm-hmm. of some someone, which sucks because the person who's incarcerated or behind bars and locked up in a mental institution is. 
you know, very unfortunate for them because they they're the ones who need the support of the family mm-hmm. and friends. And without that, that's really deteriorating for someone's uh, mind and heart. You know, not having the the lack of having that is very discouraging. Right. And right. I mean, it doesn't help that they didn't speak. And right. I don't think we mentioned it, but like they did have another sister. They did have a sister. Yes. Greta. A younger sister. A Greta. Who apparently when they were all little, like they would speak to her. Right. And but the, at some point they stopped talking even to her, which sucks. Which was in her, in her teens. When they yeah. started turning, when they think it, it was things like when they were 13 or 14 is kind of when they started stopped talking to her that they had to remove Greta out of the room. Uh, because she used to live in the room with them. Mm-hmm. And so Greta moved out, you know. Um, yeah. But their sister does say, yeah, they, they they would speak to me. I would talk to them, this and that, or whatever. They seem fine other than this, you know, this moment in time, whatever that was. Because it's so hard to describe what that whole situation was. Um, and, and, it, and, it, and the whole thing is very strange uh so strange that a movie is allegedly set to be made with they've had a movie i don't know if it's any good but it was back in like the 80s they did make something on them but they're making one supposedly for 2020 or currently being made 2020 2021 yeah um starting letitia letitia right is it is it? Is I it? think it's Let- Leticia. Leticia Wright. Uh, the girl the- from the Black Panther. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which I, I can kind of see why they, they chose her. So she's supposed to play the, both the girls, I guess. Right. And she's also from Barbados, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she has the Cre- Creole probably also there under her belt. Uh, but I mean, you know, that'd be very interesting to see a movie being made. Uh, of of the silent twins because I don't know so if they're trying to strange. make it like factual or more horror. Little, it's, or I think it was supposed to be like a thriller. thriller mm-hmm. Right, that's what I'm thinking. What more than likely what would be made uh, because a lot of there's a lot of things that that in a way makes things creepy and kind of like very odd behavior. Uh, it's just very interesting to see and watch their case and read about it. Uh, I mean, like I said, there is a BBC documentary. <laughs> um, if you want to watch something like that, that has this almost single tone. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's very informative. If you like those type of documentaries, uh, then go for it. Uh, but uh, it's very interesting to see those video clips of their interaction with each other and these hidden cams of them m- moving about their lives there is this one video that 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 was very strange is i think is june trying to walk and there's a table in the way and she does this weird maneuvering around the table very robotic looking very odd almost like a stop animation kind of a weird jolting thing uh so again like if you if you definitely want to check that out you know, YouTube it, Google it. There was a television drama in 1986 called The Silent Twins. So I'm wondering if that was done a little bit more like a movie that, type right. of style. Yeah. I didn't see that one. But I don't know. It's just a very strange case. Even like the, um, I don't know if you saw the the poem that June wrote that is inscribed on Jennifer Gibbons' uh, 
tombstone. What? So it's, uh, this is the inscription, it's not too long, but it says, We once were two, we two made one, we no more two, through life be one, rest in peace. Hmm. Even that's creepy. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, we once were two. Okay, you were twins. We two made one. Like what? Like what does it mean? I don't know, man. It's just. It's a trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and speaking of twins, there's definitely plenty of horror movies with twins. Oh yeah. Um, you know, like I've said before, like The Shining. Um, there was the. Um, uh, the Goodnight Mommy was run. Uh, there's a, a, the American Horror Story. They have twins there. It's very interesting. Very weird twins. Um, I think it, I think it was it was a freak show where they had twins, uh, or hotel. The, I think they also had twins there. Um, and so there, I mean, there's just a lot of like creepy movies. Uh, the unnamed twins, the notebook of the unnamed twins. There's like a, there's this like creepy movies that have these twins. Uh, think because like that's that's its own like genre in itself because yeah, the whole, it's like a whole little archetype within scary movies. Right. Like. There's there's a strange uh, appeal to that because of the whole. Um, twins having this ability to like talk to each other in a weird thing um there's movies like the sister from like 1973 uh so there's plenty of movies uh out there with like twins uh sets that are just very strange um and well, there's bizarre. like superstitions about twins right right there's there's twins there uh i think it, especially I remember in like in africa there's there's a there are several tribes that believe that and twins, one of them is pure evil and the other one is good. Mm-hmm. But because they can't tell, uh, in in some of these cases, back in the day, I'm not quite sure how far back, but would end up happiness and they would end up uh, killing both of them. Uh, and it's crazy. Which, yeah, which is pretty crazy. And some, they were just... Both of them would grow up in the wild. Like they would be released out of the tribe, dropped off somewhere to grow up out there. Well, that's kind of what some of the doctors thought, that maybe that was why the parents were not as involved. Right. It's because it could be that they kind of expected that by having had twins, that things weren't going to come out normal. Normal, right. So kind of, you know, obviously they allowed them to live, but it's kind of like maybe that was not seen as so strange right but i mean in general like a lot of cultures think that they're a bad omen like it's just not a good thing to have twins and so i don't know i mean like i have this weird feeling with these two and i'm like almost like were they you know we know they had the speech issue where it was you know both an impediment but also like elective to just withdraw right right but the weird codependency that they had, I'm like, okay, well, you have the twin bond, but it almost seems like, I'm like, is it possible for somebody to, like, share a soul or something with one person? Like, it just seems so weird. It, like, they couldn't be their own person. Right. Even when they were separated, like, it was, they had this weird connection. I don't know, man. It, I, I don't know. I just think that there, there was something more 
to what's being said. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, think, I feel like there's more to the story that we unfortunately don't have or that information wasn't released. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what they do with the movie yeah. uh, whenever that comes out. And again, guys, uh, you know, if you like, again, give us a like, share, tell your friends, rate us on iTunes. That's how other people are able to find us. And rate us on the, any other podcast provider. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Later.